Welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Hello, it's me. We're back. We're in it. This is a song that you probably haven't heard. Yep. <laughs> if I if I'm if I'm judging our demographic properly, this is a song you haven't heard, but I'm here to tell you that you should. Yes. Uh this was a song that when Joe rolled it and then again today when they reminded me of it, both times I was like what the fuck is that? I have been excited about this one cuz it's good. It is. It's different. We should probably just get into it. It's a super fade off of Lake Effect Kid. Yeah, which I didn't realize was deemed an EP because uh, it I is three tracks. Yeah, I I thought it was a little too short to be an EP, but which it it's an extended play, but they're shorter than than LPs, which is weird how that language has become so no like normal. Uh, but the Lake Effect Kid EP was last August. They uh. They finished Lake Effect Kid. It is released with two other songs, City in a Garden and Super Fade. All three of these songs, spoiler, are about Chicago. And I listened to an interview with Pete this morning where he described it as a weird sort of past, present, future-like timeline in terms of like the way he feels about Chicago. Don't know what that really means. Also, <laughs> another weird tidbit in that interview was... They were trying to record City in a Garden and Patrick just sang the wrong words. They just accidentally finished Lake Effect Kid. So they were like, fuck it, let's do both. And then Super Fade was a B-side uh, of Young and Menace, which I think I can hear. They just threw them all together. And here we are, Super Fade. Here we are. How do you feel about how this song sounds, Caitlin? I like it. Me too. Podcast over. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like, it's like I said, it's different. Like it wasn't what I was, I, I didn't know what to expect. But when I was like, huh, a Fall Out Boy, like B-side, this wasn't what I expected. Does it, does it make more sense knowing it's a B-side of Young and Menace? A little bit. I like this. I like the song more than Young and Menace for what it's worth. Yeah, I, I like it. Um, It's just, yeah, like if someone played this for me. And I wasn't really paying attention. And then afterwards, they were like, that was a Fall Out Boy song. I feel like I would have been like, what? Yeah, I feel like like I wouldn't have necessarily like called this as a Fall Out Boy song. But that's not bad. Like, I really like the way that it sounds. And I don't really have any good descriptive language for like the way that it sounds. But it's a lot like, I don't know. It feels like there's a lot more like kind of soul influences to it a little bit. In his vocal delivery, for sure. And then like the the backing track behind it has like trap horns a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> and like uh just other like hip-hop uh, inspiration in terms of like how the the the, the drums are, are coming in but uh i think it slaps really hard i agree it's good up and like like uh dear future self really throws a wrench in how i was feeling about fallout boy because after this i was like i'm so interested in where they're going like i like I like Mania, and it's fine. I think I think it's the best thing they've done since post-hiatus, and they're very much in the spot where they're just like, we can just experiment, like, we can just do one-off things. And that's like... Yeah. I think this EP really shows that, because, granted, this is the first song we've covered on it, but all three of these songs sound uh, pretty different. And then Dear Feed Yourself kind of does line up with that, too, of just like, hey, we wanted to sample this, we just kind of made a song. 
and I don't like it that much, but that's, you know, that they're not all winners. It's weird that it's on the greatest hits, but still, <laughs> they're yeah, not all winners. That's still so bizarre to me. And Lake Effect Kid is it! Also, like, <laughs> the song literally just came out. How is it already a greatest hit? I don't know. Again, like, it, it, it feels like they're trying to get away with, like, putting a couple of those B-sides on, like they did with the first greatest hits record. But, like, yeah. this and Lake Effect Kid should have been it, not... Just put out a mixtape, like... Yeah, just just release singles. Yeah, just, like, just fuck around. Like, you're fucking Fall Out Boy. Like, you, like, as if you, like, couldn't just be like, yeah, we're just gonna put out another EP. They really can. They really can do whatever they fucking want at this point. And, like, the thing is, they are, and it's just this, and this doesn't make very much sense to me. The The greatest hits, I mean, of course. Yeah. But anyways... Super Fade, a B-side to Young and Menace that uh, is a bit more experimental than some of their other songs. Not like in the, it's not like actually experimental, it's just for them, like outside of yeah. their wheelhouse. But I think it, I, I think the song comes together in a way I really, really like. Yeah, no, I dig it. It's definitely like once I got past the like being like, huh, okay, like I actually do genuinely very much like it. Yeah, I think when like, those horns first come in, I'm just like, all right, okay. Yeah, it was definitely me being like, huh, all right, I, oh, oh, okay, we can, we can try to, try to fuck with this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do fuck with this song. It's true. Which I also do, yeah. The rumor come out. <laughs> this is up there with some of my favorite stuff they've done post-hiatus. Maybe in general, I do like this song quite a bit, but that list is, is very long of just, in general, songs they've made that I like. But, uh... Super fade good. Sound good. And uh it's also got some words that we can read and talk about. Yes. Yes we can. Call it a night when the booze hits sob. That'll never happen again till tonight. That'll never happen again till tonight. My love isn't lost, it's all I got Hold inside of me the shape of you There's a hole inside of me the shape of you There's a hole inside of me the shape of you My love isn't lost, it's all I got And I feel too much, I feel too much Unless I'm riding the super fade Riding the super fade Genius.com, please sponsor us. Please. The we've been doing this for a year. God. Uh anyways, they the uh like overview here describes it as a, a dedication 
to Chicago. Can't believe it. Uh, where the speaker is depicted wandering the city caught in dire straits. Um, and it seems like the speaker has found himself at the end of his tether. He knows the city's there. How nice. What a good story. More Batman shit. Well, that's, now it's Gotham. You see, that's different. Gotham, Gotham's not real. And Chicago, I think, is real. <laughs> I I would I I I would bet that it is, but I haven't seen it. So I all right. So I have. <laughs> I've been there a couple of times, but the jury's still out. I think. <laughs> all right. So the first verse goes, uh, "Call it a night when the booze hits," and then there's like a little backup vocal that says, "Sorry." That'll never happen again till tonight. I'm so sorry. That'll never happen again till tonight. I'm so sorry. My love isn't lost. It's all I got. Uh, whole, this is a long verse. It, and yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward. But uh, and and I think he goes through it pretty quickly. He doesn't feel long listening to it. But no, I di- I guess I didn't realize that this was all the same verse. Hole inside of me, the shape of you. Sorry, there's a hole inside of me, the shape of you. I'm so sorry. There's a hole inside of me, the shape of you. I'm so sorry, my love. Jesus, lost. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh my God, and I feel, Eddie. Yes, and I feel too much. I feel too much unless I'm writing the super fade. Writing the super fade. Yeah, his vocal, uh, like the way he sings, changes up for those last three lines, and um. Yeah, a lot of it is repetitive. So yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't feel like he's singing this many words, but he is. Yeah. Uh Joe? Yes. What is a super fade? Let me um hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well. I th- I thought you were gonna know. I mean is otherwise it otherwise I would have just Googled it? um is it like also is it just like related to being faded i don't know i i genuinely i wasn't sure it feels like a specific term but i don't know what it means um and it's not annotated no so it does feel like a specific term but i don't you know i don't exactly know if it it maybe it's a thing that pete knows what it means or it's an amalgam of things at Pete Wentz, what does super fade mean? Yeah, if you just want to go ahead and make that tweet. Uh, yeah. Okay, so what On is it. a super fade anyway? On it. I did also, uh, without your knowledge or consent, just tweet Pete Wentz should have been cast as the Joker send tweet. I think that's just been like a through line of our show for the past year, though. Yeah, that's why I figured it would be fine. He does a trick in the movie. He doesn't say abracadabra, but he does do a trick. There we go. That's all we need. I, I it was very strange coming out of that movie and being like I can't believe I predicted Joker being a magician, but he does. <laughs> <laughs> he does a trick. God damn it! He has like um, he has one of those prop wands that have flowers that come out of it. Jesus. Which I didn't really think were associated with clowns, which I mean now I know. Yeah, clowns and magicians are technically different. I think. That's the that's the greatest trick of all the Joker's ever pulled. <laughs> all right, I did just tweet at Pete Wentz. Uh, what does super fade mean? So hopefully he responds. <laughs> whenever, whenever we have a question on the show, just tweet at Pete. Hey, um, this one isn't on Genius. Uh, <laughs> it's not the first time. No, but um, I do hope we get an answer this time. Me too. Anyway, there's a pre-drop. 
Oh, yes. See, that's what I thought you were going to ask me about. I thought you were going to say, what defines it as a pre-drop? Because I've never... I, I can't I mean, say I I've seen ki- that term before. I also kind of wondered about that, but I figured I was like, I can probably use context clues to figure that one out. Yeah, there is a label later that says drop. Um, yeah. So it is. And it like is just basing that. that on like the song itself musically too, I'm like, okay, I like have an understanding of what this means. Whereas Super Fade, I was like, fucking fuck if I know. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that they do make a distinction that it's, a drop and a pre-drop and not a chorus and a pre-chorus because Patrick does keep singing through all of it. It's just like Young and Menace a little like it's it's going through editing and and being used as a a vocal clip sampled mm-hmm. throughout a, a a spot that is primarily music focused, which I guess is probably the definition of a drop. Um, if I had to guess, let me call up oh, let me like call up Skrillex. Yes, Skrillex says that's what that is. So, <laughs> Joe just shot uh, text a friend of the show, Skrillex. Uh huh. Yeah, we've been trying to get him on, but we're just so such schedules are are hard. Yeah, he's so busy. Uh huh. He is. He's in the Wreck It Ralph he, movie. Yeah, he was in King of Hearts. <laughs> uh huh. He's real busy. He's a busy boy. Is he still dating Ellie Golding? I have no idea. Tweeted no us and let us know if he's last. Still last I heard about Skrillex, he tweeted a video of his cat uh, jumping on his uh, all of his keyboards and shit. <laughs> uh, please so tweet c- us at SWGDPod and uh, let us know if Skrillex is in fact still dating Ellie Golding. I would like to know. Thank you. I don't want to Google it. All right, that's that's not a thing you want in your search history. But we're asking you, as a dear listener of the show, to take fun for the team. Listen, we make this show for you. Just do us this one solid. And we don't have a Patreon, so it's only fair. <laughs> uh, anyways, the pre-drop uh, says, I should have known better. I should have known better. I should have tried to sing about anything but you. I should have tried to sing about anything but you. I should have tried to go to sleep thinking about anything else in the world but you. Anything else in the world but you. Anything else in the world but you. But you, you know, the world can get my bones, but Chicago gets my soul. Now, I know I just said a lot of things, but I really didn't. Yeah, no, it was kind of just a word salad. Yeah, because I should have known better is repeated. This is, and this is, this is another case of uh, conveys what it's trying to say over music, but reading it just as sentences without any poetic cadence is, uh, is as you said, a word salad. But I should have known better. Should have tried to sing about anything but you. Should have tried to go to sleep thinking about anything else in the world but you. And uh, you know the world can get my bones, but Chicago gets my soul. So sure. All right. I get it. Likes the town. Good place. I guess the thing that is confusing to me they is They got like, deep dish pizza. They do. It, so is the, I should have known better than to sing about you or to go to sleep thinking about you. Like, that's weird, right? Like, in a song that's supposed to be, like, in theory, like, talking positively about a city, is it just because, like, he misses it a lot? Or, like... Well, my my thing is, uh, I don't know. It's like, yeah, we he has they have in fact sung about Chicago quite a few times. But I'm wondering if the U is Chicago because he names Chicago after. He says, "You know, the world can get my bones, but Chicago gets my soul." Yeah, so like, I is guess it's confusing U? because it was so explicitly like stated that it was about Chicago. Yeah, it is a, it is a dedication, but I guess that doesn't mean the U in in. Like the subject of these lines has to be Chicago, but it is like it's unclear. Weird. It is unclear. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm just like, 
know better how like is what is the negative side of doing this of doing that yeah well and if it's about a person then i don't really understand how it ties back into the city it's i guess just like i guess unless it's like unless it's like a heartbreak thing that then is like okay well at least i can like go back to the city that i really really yeah. like or whatever I, yeah i should have known better than sing like like i don't know let's let's look back at like last of the real ones or whatever it's like i should have known better than making this song about this relationship when chicago is right there my best friend chicago yeah i'm 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 pulling at strings but i mean i think i think there's enough there to kind of like i don't know it's very weird and unclear but i feel like that's a decent read yeah i mean it sounds good and it's and like he says the word chicago a lot he does yeah in this drop i do think like the notes are pretty bright like it's not as like it feels like a bright spot in an otherwise dour song yeah i agree when, when, when he's saying chicago over and over again chicago gets my soul yeah and then he says chicago gets my soul like three more times mm-hmm. in the job i'll just play it rather than try and explain it um i do like the vocal sampling i do like the effects on it it's pitch shifted in spots it is a little reminiscent of young and minutes but uh distinct it's different it's not um like we had the slow build up to the big drop like young and menace did and it's not like i i think it like when i said young and menace was similar to other songs like i compared it to sale and a half alive song i think super fade is just distinctly a good song like i don't think this reminds me a lot of yeah, x and y this, yeah this was actually interesting because when i listened to it i was like huh this actually doesn't remind me of anything like yeah like it's like i can see the influences in it but it is distinctly a fallout boy song yeah, and like distinct even from like other, like other Fallout Boy stuff. That's still like distinct from other music too. Like yeah, like there's influences obviously. Like we talked about that, but yeah, it really does feel distinct in a way that some other stuff like doesn't. Yeah, and it's it's one of my favorite like recent Patrick Stump performances. Honestly, yeah, I really really like his vocal delivery on this song a lot. I like it more than a lot of songs on Mania, and I like Mania a good bit. Uh, also in that interview, like Pete was like, yeah, we, you know, like Young and Menace is a fun, high energy song, but like, we can't make songs like that all of the time. It's just too chaotic. And I'm like, sure. All right. I do kind of get that. Like, that's not the band isn't that, that type of band, but they can do that type of song. And I like this area that Super Fate has found that is not that big showy drop off thing. It's just good yeah yeah i agree and it's very strange to me that it's a b-side and it's not like like i don't know they released it but i then being like oh yeah this was a b-side we decided to include it on this ep and then you know since then they've released uh dear future self so i'm like what the where are they going what is happening i have no idea they just are kind of doing shit which like fair enough part of me likes it i like and I, i like it i like it in concept regardless of whether or not i like the songs I don't like Dear Future Self. I'm sure I'll like other songs they make in the future. I like Patrick's voice. They're talented musicians. They have a lot of resources to make things that are, like, done. <laughs> so, statistically, I will like another Fallout voice song. Perhaps. It would be a dedicated effort. Like, I think, <laughs> like, if they listen to this show and they're like, all right, we're going to double down on <laughs> this from American Beauty. We're going to make centuries times ten. Then maybe, yeah. But yeah the likelihood is high of me liking fallout boys future direction or at least being fascinated by it as i have been fascinated by i feel like that's where i 10 years uh is more of like 
between this and Mania, I wouldn't say that I'm, like, excited or even optimistic, but I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Much like how I knew I was going to go see the Joker movie. <laughs> I didn't have high, like, excitement is not the word, but a deep fascination. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, after the drop, there is a nether verse, if you would like to read it, Caitlin. I sure would. It's another little bit long one. You know I got a hole that I try to fill hole that I try to fill with trophies and lights A hole that I try to fill with trophies and lights My love is lost, it's all I got I'm stepping on the dopamine high I'm someone you gotta institutionalize I'm someone you gotta institutionalize Oh, my love is lost, it's all You know I got a hole that I try to fill. Sorry. A hole that I try to fill with trophies and lights. I'm so sorry. A hole that I try to fill with trophies and lights. I'm so sorry. My love isn't lost. It's all I got. I, I, I'm surfing on the dopamine high. Sorry. I'm someone you gotta institutionalize. I'm so sorry. I'm someone you gotta institutionalize. I'm so sorry. Oh, my love isn't lost. It's all I got. Then we get a uh, abbreviated pre-drop and then the drop again and then uh an interlude which is using the same kind of vocal cuts from the drop uh but in a different way and then one final drop before a before it ends it's over we did it but yeah i do do you think the second verse gives like any additional context on your reading or because for me it's pretty much the same yeah it's just it's still strange like i i've been thinking too about the sorries and the i'm so sorry yeah. And like how it just seems like extremely like it's just an extremely regretful song, but I don't understand what the point of the regret is. And it doesn't necessarily bother me. Like, I guess this is one instance where like the vagueness is actually not too much of a sticking point for me. Yeah, it doesn't lessen how the song like it's still a banger. Well, and I feel like even like looking at it like lyrically, like I feel like this is one time where Pete managed to like pull off the vagueness and have it not be like 
confusing. Like, I am yeah. confused, but in a way that's not, like, distracting. Mm-hmm. Like, I can live with the with the question, I guess. Yeah, which I, which I like when media does that. I don't like, like, I love the having questions and being interested and intrigued, but that's, like, I don't know how to describe that it's different from confusion, but it is. Yeah, it's just, well, because I feel like, I feel like our definition of confusion, right, that we're using right now is, like, when we're, like, genuinely, like, how does this relate? How does this connect to the song? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like, two distinct ideas, not, like, a cohesive idea that doesn't show its whole hand. Exactly. I think, uh, for me, the second verse, I, I think I doubled down on my previous, like, theory of just, like, it's like, yeah, I've been trying to, to, to fill my void with, like, these successes and these big things, but it's like, I don't know, like, Chicago's right here. And I think, like, the the sentiment of my love isn't lost, it's all I've got, I think is, like, a follow-up to, like, like a relationship ending and being, like, it's not gone, I, I still have it for this place, this thing that has been in my life the whole time. Um, and, I, you know, that's just my reading on it, but... Yeah, I think that reading works, though. It's a good fucking song. It is. I dig it. It is quite a super fade. Shut the fuck up. There it is. <laughs> I gotta get one. This has become a show where I just neg you. Before... <laughs> I don't know when that pivot happened, but... I don't either. It's been a year. <laughs> it's been... A... God, has it been a year. Can you believe that we have spent a year talking about Fall Out Boy? No, I'm really proud of us. When we first started this, I was like, there's a 50% chance that we do like 10 episodes and then quit. So (laughs) even though we committed to doing it till we die from the start, I was still like, there's just a chance. (laughs) There's a chance that we just die quick. Yeah, there's just a chance that both of our motivation dies and we just are done. But we Mm -hmm. have it. And I think we've only missed like one episode. Yeah, we had we had one week where we were too busy. Yeah, so we we had one week where we were too busy, so we released a <laughs> a got content thing. Yeah, so we're doing pretty good. Yeah, this is pat ourselves on the back for a little bit. Yeah, you know sometimes we gotta. I feel like yeah. we don't do it enough. I'm a pat Pete on the back for this good song. Yeah, thank you, Fallout Boy, for making something new and good. And the other three boys get a yeah, they're good too. If 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 Pete gets all of our negative thoughts, he also gets all of our praise is the problem. It's only fair. We praise Patrick a lot, too. Joe and Andy are really the ones who get left out. Patrick's always on it. Joe and Andy are just fine. They're just yeah. n- neutral states. Yeah, I just feel like it's because they're not involved as, like, directly. So they are spared both the negative and positive attention. Yeah, I think they're both talented dudes and they're funny and cool. But they are never really the, low key. Yeah, they're never really the face. Like they're not the voice or the lyricist or I mean Pete's the face even if he's not the voice, but mm-hmm. we've been over this. It's true. But I it's good. I think I've said all I have to say. Do you have any closing thoughts or is it time for uh, me to yell your name at you? I think you probably yell at me. I don't really have much else to say, I don't think. Okay. Caitlin! <laughs> yes, Joe. Where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on twitter.com at CG and 8Rs. And from there, I have a pinned tweet with all my other shit. Hell yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. And uh, I sometimes tweet about the other stuff I do, but you can find all the shows that I do on the same network as this one if you go to theorangegroves.com and check out all the shows hosted up there or uh, support it on the Patreon and get some bonus stuff alongside it. Woo! Woo! I'm... 
it's, it's it's probably because I've done like so many podcasts today that I'm just like, is there other things to, to plug? Yeah, is you that can it? join. You can join the Orange Grows Discord. Oh yeah. And hang out with us and chat about Fall Out Boy and other things, other shows on the network. You can follow us on twitter.com at SWGDpod, where uh, we shitpost and sometimes post yes. episodes and tweet questions at Pete. Recently, there was a shitpost about Save Rock and Roll. I bet you can never guess who made it. Yeah, no, no idea. It's, um, it's a and... mystery for you to find out. Welcome to the, welcome to the sugar we're going down ARG. <laughs> it's ha- it's gonna happen at some point um also there's a pairing playlist uh yes. we don't know what song is going to be on this one but uh every week uh joe and every once in a while me uh makes a choice of a not fallout boy song to pair with this fallout boy song and you can find that on spotify it's in the show notes it's pretty dope yes if i haven't already put chicago by i fight dragons on there this is the time i feel like you haven't I feel like I've done something else from them, though. I think that's true. Which doesn't... I don't know, we'd have to look. Doesn't matter. There have been 50 fucking songs around... Well, 100 songs around there at this point. But if not that, then something else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can t- check it out in the show notes. Uh, the link to the Discord is on the website. Pretty much on the bottom of every page, there's a TOG Discord button. And yeah, that's it. Neat. We did it. We did it. Galen! Yes, Joe. Is this more than you bargained for yet? This was a steal, I would say. Woo! Is that the highest? Is that the highest any song has performed in your eyes? Maybe. Yeah, it was good. And I think I mostly just, I was just really surprised by how much I ended up liking it because I just didn't know Mm -hmm. what it was going to be. Haven't quite broken that seal of the true emotion. Yeah, not yet. But maybe, maybe when we get to me and you, I like that song a lot. Yeah. Might be coming down the pipeline. Who could say? Boomst. Boomst. Anyways, we will see you next Wednesday with a different Fallout Boy song. Goodbye. Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. Hi, I'm Martin. This is the Argonauts Podcast. Each week, I'm going to try and solve an old defunct ARG, and Martin's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true. Martin, what ARGs have we covered so far? So far, we have covered Spectacular Organic Frog Fractions 2, Sexy Girl Max 2019, and this is my Milwaukee. And that list is only going to continue to grow. Yep. Come check us out every other Thursday on the Orange Groves Network. And you can find us at argonautspod.com. 